Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey, and welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode 135 with David Parati of Fine Home Contracting. And in this conversation, we talk a little bit of personal development. We talk about books and why you might want to write a book for your own company as a marketing tool. David just completed his first book. And so we'll talk about that. And then we also talk about something super cool that he's doing to kind of carve out a unique niche. And I think that could be something that you might be interested in. It's a pretty untapped opportunity as far as I can tell across the country. So sit back and relax. Enjoy episode 135. Hey, David, glad to have you with me today. Spencer, honored, very honored to listen to you guys a lot. And uh, I'm really, really happy to be here. I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. And and we'll we'll kind of get into what we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But yeah, it's it's awesome. I think when the opportunity comes up to have somebody that's listened to the show, but then also come on the show, you know, so you you kind of know what to expect here. You know, you probably even know the last segment, and you know, you're prepared for all those curveballs that I'll throw you. But uh, I guess uh, how did you originally, you know, get connected with Builder Funnel or find out about us and and that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it, it, like any any business owner and and somebody that's growing growing a business, you you're wearing all types of hats and you're trying to do as much research as you can and learn as much. You got to learn quicker than than uh, everything around you so that you actually stay in business. You know, podcasts and kind of figuring out marketing was one of the big things. Doing a lot of Google searches and what what kind of started me off was actually Gary V's podcast and the where mm. he where he kind of uh I, maybe he's a big influencer in that way of the marketing and where it's going and bringing value as companies need to bring value first on for marketing you know next thing i know you know i've googled i needed i needed a crm i needed a hubspot we'll throw it out there a huge company so uh, but and your blog popped up and i was like here it is like this company gets it like bring give out the value help people and in the, in the meantime you're also showing you know your guys expertise so i sign up cuz i'm like let, you know and i'm jumping on your podcast and listening to that and then you guys were really practicing what you preached where you had that great inbound you know email campaign that kind of explained what you guys were about and then, of course, I already bought into, you know, this, the value side of things, you know, and I think, you know, once you get to a certain point in business, you really need to know, you know, you want to, you actually start getting past it and you want to do good things in the world, you know, so that, that I kind of, it meshed in that way. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, once you're, once you're drinking the Gary V Kool-Aid, it's like, you, you know, you're on board with content marketing and value driven yeah. marketing. And yeah. yeah, I think the, like, I don't know. The more I talk to people, they get kind of turned on to that style of marketing versus just traditional like ads and blasting stuff out there. It just lines up with a lot of people in just the way they want to give back or they want the, want, the way they want to contribute or core values or any of those types of things. You're going, gosh, 
one, I can, let's see, I can do marketing by helping other people with content. And it's also going to expand my brand and my thought leadership and all these other positive things like, Hey, I'm on board. So <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Showing them exactly what goes into it and showing your expertise. Most of the time, maybe some of the guys that aren't even in the remodeling, I try to give as much, much, you know, I do these one minute videos. <laughs> I get made fun of, but I, I just put stuff out because people will realize how much time and effort you, you've put into this and your expertise. And maybe they'll take some stuff and, and do it for themselves. But when they, they realize it's bigger than they can do, they're going to call you, you know? Yep. So that, that's, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, David, take us, take us back a little bit, just maybe share with everyone a little bit about your business. And I'm always curious too, just why did you start the business and how'd you get into it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's when you think about that question and you think back and you're like, oh, geez, I'm getting pretty old because it's been quite the journey. But, you know, I think it wasn't growing up. It really wasn't an option. It was growing up lower middle class. We had friends that were contractors and I was a contractor and I started at like 14, 15, picking up shingles. You know, I think back then it was like, three bucks an hour or they were probably, you know, they were <laughs> Making probably, bank, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, you're, that, that's kind of your options, right. In life. And so you're just like, okay, let's do this. And you, you just get better. And, you know, I went to trade school thinking, Hey, let me be, if I'm going to be a carpenter, let me be a carpenter. And then joined the military. Cause I wanted to get, you know, a bit realized maybe there was a bit more, see the world. Ended up doing a couple tours in Iraq and in 2008, coming back from my second tour. And that's when the economy had crashed for, for the housing. There was really no building and remodeling. So I had the GI Bill and uh, that, that paid through college. So I got my business management degree. And in 2012, I'm looking at the industry and I had the option of going into corporate. And it was just like, ah, you know, sitting in a cubicle. I don't know. It wasn't calling to you. <laughs> it wasn't calling to me. I'm like, hey, I got all this experience of construction and that maybe let me let me start my own company. It's kind of just gone from there. And and you kind of just start out. You, it was me in a van and and you know, I had those, you know, those magnets on the side and you're driving <laughs> around and you're and, and then, then you're like, my back hurts. I can't be doing this anymore. So you get the labor and then you, you know, you project manage and you sell and you keep at that point, it was how you have to, I have to consume so much and it's books, it's podcasts to learn and just continually. So you basically, your full-time job is to learn how to build a business. And, you know, it's been, it's been quite the ride. If you want personal development, start a business because <laughs> yeah, it forces man, you. I it's, agree with that. <laughs> it's tied to your checking account, <laughs> so you gotta you gotta learn how to stress management. You have to you know be a good person. Like you have to be able to manage people, leadership, all of that stuff. So it's just it's like I'm at the you know the buffet. I'm trying it's, to yeah, it's <laughs> a, a real world uh, MBA that you pick up and yeah. yeah. No, that's so true and. Some of it, you, you're just forced into that learning. And then if you be a little more proactive, you're like, oh, okay, this whole leadership thing, I guess I better read up on this you know, yeah, and exactly. get after it. So where is the business today? Like what kinds of projects are you guys doing and, and that sort of thing? Yeah. So, you know, we have a team of eight, you know, we're going to, we're almost on track to do, you know, with your help, Spencer, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to hit our 6 million in sales this year. So 
it, with a typical ticket about 60, 65,000, which is kind of a kitchen plus. It's usually that wall taken down, that open concept, which by the way is coming back around because people are stuck in home with COVID. They're like, we don't want the open concept anymore. <laughs> we need some privacy. Oh um, man. Perfect for remodelers. Great. We just opened up all these kitchens, right. blows them back down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we've got a good remodeling stuff. So, you know, our concentration is a lot of for training and stuff, but we got a good sales team. We've got a good product project managers and production. I mean, we've got a lot of good subcontractors. We do outsource our labor because what we've really seen in the industry is the specialization of each trade is really getting their own set of tools. I mean, you think about like a, a tile shower, those systems, you know, it's like a, it's, you need to take a class and you need to be really good at it. And it's, it's, so you really need to have one person just doing, just doing showers and just doing tile work. So I think we're, the industry is kind of moving away from that. Back in the day, it was like the carpenter, you know, just yeah. started out and did, did the foundation went all the way and was, you know, putting the flowers in at the end, you know, but not anymore. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's funny, as you were saying that it got me thinking, it's kind of like, you know, the, the business owner trying to be good at every single thing. And it's, yeah. a, you realize, oh, I, I need to hire someone that's really good at this thing and, you know, an outsourcer delegate that. So I like that. You kind of hinted at it, you know, we are working together. We've been working together for a little bit now and you're chasing down the 6 million. I'm always curious, what's your vision? You know, you said you started this, what, in 2012, 2013-ish around there. You know, what are the next eight-ish years look like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, it's kind of hard because when you look back, I would never believed I was going to be where I'm at. I think most people don't realize how you know, in control you are of what you can do. Like your the possibilities of yourself. I think people just don't believe in, we don't believe in ourselves. So sometimes I, I really, you know, sit back and say, am I even going too low? Like, and in some ways I'm just like, I'm going to every day, I'm going to wake up and be my best and do my best. And let's see where it is. Cause it is kind of about the journey. But what, what I obviously, there's always those, <laughs> I want to get there, yep. you know, I think there's a huge need, and part of this is uh, I'll throw out a you know Simon Sinek's uh, "Start with Why." That book was really good. I like I like that one where you really have to. What are we doing this for, and why? And you know, can we? You know, um, part of my goal is to elevate the industry. I think contracting in general or the trades in general have almost been poo-pooed for years, right? Mm -hmm. Like they were always stereotypically in the movies, like the plumber with his pants halfway down, you know, like all that stuff was very negative. And I think most people went to college, but the reality is, is trades are really needed and Mm -hmm. we need to elevate the industry in general. I think we have people, I I think we we meet people that just don't want to remodel because they're scared. They just don't, they hear the horror stories where, you know, a contractor comes in and rips out the kitchen, takes the deposit and leaves. Yep, or see doesn't, you later. Yeah. yeah, or doesn't show up for months. You know, like people are nervous. And I think, you know, we need to bring the right tools into the industry. I think technology is helping that. But elevate it in general. Make it a good, you know, living wage. Get talented people involved. Bring a standard. It's a very fragmented business in or or industry like it's just all very very small companies all around and nobody is 
set the standard. You know, it's probably similar in marketing, I would imagine, where it's, it's, there's not really a good baseline of expectations for somebody. Like when you go buy a car, there's an expectation that it's going to be safe, that it's going to drive and it's going to do it. And it's a certain price point. You can't mm-hmm. go buy a brand new car for five grand, you know? So I am trying to build a scalable company that, you know, I've, I'm already thinking about the tri-state area of New England, building it into that where we can create our systems and, you know, all, all of our, that we're able to scale out and give the tools to other contractors to be able to run actual contracting business that, that it's extremely consistent. So everybody can call at the same, you know, different times to get the exactly the same experience on budget, on schedule, educated <laughs> too, which is huge, right? It, it's, we were big educators, like our project managers come in and they need to really, you know, people might remodel once in their life. Why, how should they, why would they know anything? Like we need to tell, you know, explain it to them. So I've got big plans. I hope, you know, I think the focus is, is to help and to help everybody around. And the more value I can bring to the client, I know that, you know, that, that will, uh, you know, will expand if, 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 if we do well, we'll, we'll continue to grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, I love hearing you talk about kind of that, the standard and you talked about kind of the guys that'll cut and run. My wife sees that, uh, she worked in the economic crimes division at the DA's office for a while. And she said so many times it was, you know, a builder remodeler, take a deposit and run, you know, and that was the case, you know, it's like, Oh gosh, like, we need to change that from the standard that people think about with contractors or, you know, remodeling companies. And, you know, here at Builder Funnel, you know, it's interesting you mentioned the marketing is, is maybe similar. I mean, we, they, somebody starts here, they go through a whole intensive, you know, training process with us. It's all recorded online, like step by step, like this is the Builder Funnel way. And I'd imagine you're kind of thinking about different things for you in that regard. Like, how do you, how do you bring somebody in and kind of show them like, this is a great trade. This is a great career path. Like here's a training path with this company. So I don't know, does, is that kind of some similar things that you're thinking about? Yeah. Or? So, so we're in the hiring, we're hiring two more sales and two project managers right now. So we, you know, we've tried everything. We're kind of split testing. What, what do we target? Right. So there is the typical contractor out there that might, might want to, come on board and their experience is very valuable. But we found that kind of going across market, the mar- like going into different markets. So finding somebody that has maybe project management experience or sales experience in, in similar industries, but having the core values and then we're training and we're really trying to get our training more automated. We do, I've spent hours and hours building our all our manuals and stuff. So we have we have a, a good manual, but getting that, I, I, I like, I've already started to think about recording a lot of this stuff because <laughs> I, it's like, have go, you yeah. read it? Have you read it? No, we haven't read it. Well, at least, you know, sit down and watch this. But yeah, it, it is interesting. We, we've had really our last project management manager that we hired was, it was an engineer and didn't have any remodeling experience. And we're sitting there like, is this a good idea? And he's doing great. Like, you know, we, awesome. we're giving him all the right tools and he's very organized and he's, you know, so I think there is, it's tough. There's not, 
it's not like in a lot of other industries that there's so many other companies out there. You can just go poach, right? And yep. just be like, here, <laughs> come in, come in. And, and, and uh, they already have that skill set. Interesting though, it's probably my biggest focus because you're also personal development for the team too, you know, bringing mm-hmm. in, we just did a, we're on Slack, uh, which is cool. So we have all these different channels and now we, we just put a new channel in called the town hall. And it's just like, whatever people want to know about, they can go in and vote. And then I'll try to put, or some, one of the leadership team will try to put together a like little class. And, you know, we did, you know, the, actually today, this morning, I did stuff on heating systems because it was just like, what's going on with heating systems? Sales needs to know a little bit and, and pr- project management needs. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, We've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. We've been on Slack for a while too, and we have a similar channel. We call ours just the knowledge channel. And if somebody comes across like a new article or whatever, and they're dropping that in there, so you kind of get that like collective knowledge sharing. And and then we do a jam session every other Monday, which is we we jam out over marketing. And so somebody will bring a topic, they'll do a little lesson, and everyone yeah. else is is learning along with them. And I don't know. I'm glad you started out that way with kind of talking about knowledge and personal development because I feel like everything kind of starts there and then it's into the details of, oh, I'm a contracting business or I'm a, you know, I'm in this position. So the other thing that you talked a lot about is just like adding value into the world and, you know, kind of education marketing. And I know you just wrote a book. So I'd love to hear a couple of things. One, what's it called? What's the title? But then why the heck did you write a book? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, so, so I, I put it here cause I knew we were doing it. I'll give it a little nice. shot. Um, oh yeah. So it's fi- fine home contracting, finding, fixing and funding your dream home and, or investment property. And you know, honestly, I didn't really, I didn't write it. I didn't write it for, I'm a nobody, so I'm not going to get the book sales, but I think that gives a lot of value and it brings credibility is for the first thing. But what it's about is what really got our business going was these lender finance renovations. And it was, it was in the beginning, uh, the beginning of building the business. I read a book and it was like, you have to network. And the worst thing, total introvert, shy, would go live in a cabin <laughs> by himself if I could. I went and did this networking event and somebody felt bad for me because I was like sitting in the corner, you know, to drink and try to drink beer so I'd feel okay. 
And uh, she came over and says, you know, I'd like to, you know, like to chat with you. And next thing she called me the next week and she said, I have this FHA 203K. She was a realtor. Mm. And would you be interested in it? And at that time, I was like, when you're young like that, you're like, yeah, (laughs) you know, (laughs) little did I know. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I got involved in this and basically what it is, is FHA, it's it's the Federal Housing Administration that they're, they're one of the big mortgage holders. So is Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. They have a renovation loan. And when somebody buys a property our house, they can roll in the renovation costs. Most people don't even know about this. They can roll the renovation costs into their mortgage. So, you know, in Connecticut, 90% of houses are 30 years or older, and there's not a lot of land at all. So most properties need work. Nobody has 40 or $50,000 to put in that new kitchen or bathroom or you know, needs the roof or windows. And, and that's this, a whole problem in and of itself that we could go down a tangent yeah. on. But yes, you're right. Like nobody just is sitting on that. <laughs> right. So this was, you know, you buy the house and for a couple more hundred bucks more a month, you're able to roll in that renovation cost. So that's kind of what we specialized in. And before you know it, there's a HUD consultant involved and it really got our business going because he's like, I was straight out of college. So I had that paperwork type of, I'll do it. You know, most contractors, you know, they're (laughs) operating on a napkin. They're like, I'm not doing any paperwork. So next thing you know, I've really got a lot, a lot of experience in these loans. And we don't, you know, it has nothing to do with us. It's a standard government backed, you know, so any mortgage broker care, most mortgage broker cards, we're not affiliated with anybody. So I wrote the book and it's more of a step-by-step how to renovate your loan, your house for really the cheapest and the most efficient way using basically government-backed money. I'm mm-hmm. um, just like you would get a mortgage. And, you know, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed doing it. And I think when you get, there's a certain point in the business, you, like I said, it, it kind of, we were talking about earlier, it opens up and you think about what am I here to serve? How am I here to serve? In, in any way, you know, like it's, it's what am I here put on this planet for? And I think that changes over time. But at the time I was like, you know, I do have a knowledge on this. I probably, we are the one, we are the company in the state of Connecticut that is, you know, number one for, for doing this stuff. So by yeah. our stats, by our stats, yeah. no, there's, there's no one official, yeah, there's, it's yeah. not official, but um, no so worries. The, yeah. the, the book is great. It's more of a, you know, we're, we're going to, Use it on market, you know, for marketing. Probably give it away for free, you know, or maybe sell, you know, put it on for shipping and handling. But it's a really good guide to use these loans, and then how to pick a contractor, and how to like what you should look for in budgets, and how you should look for like what the contract should look like, what should be included in it, how to like vet companies. It's I think people are like. In in any way, like, you know, how do you vet a company that you're about to do business with? And this isn't like, you're not buying something at the dollar store here that you can just throw out if you don't like. Yeah, you're not going to go buy another one the next week. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're not going to go buy another edition after you're done. You know, it's... Yeah, that's cool. You know, and it's it's interesting too, because I remember when you and I first connected and you were telling me about this loan, I'm going... Holy cow, like this is a great opportunity. And and you said, you know, it's not like it's your loan and all that, but I mean, 
maybe talk and, and share a little bit about how you use it to network and like get connected in with business because I would imagine realtors maybe don't know about this or you know and so you're kind of having to lead the way in education but then it opens up all these doors yeah so the education is the biggest thing the loans have been around for a while but it's just been it's difficult it's a it's government right so it's lots yeah. of paperwork and yeah, a lot of no red, more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a lot of red tape but it's it's such a great solution you know because the biggest thing is people don't renovate because they don't have the money and they're or they're scared but you know, it takes away the money, the money thing. For realtors, it makes so much sense because they can be, you know, they're schlepping their <laughs> their customers all over town trying to find that perfect house. It doesn't exist in Connecticut. We, you know, <laughs> so instead just find that right house in the right neighborhood, you know, with the right floor plan. And what's great about this is before they actually move in, we can renovate. You know, that's a huge, that's awesome. it's a huge part. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're, if any, if you've been a part of a renovation, it is, I don't, we're really good at what we do, but it's still disruptive. I mean, we're <laughs> bringing the bottle of wine halfway through because we know the customer needs it, especially if it's a kitchen and bathroom, you know, they're, they're living in, everything's plasticed off and, you know, people are in their house and, you know, yeah. they're washing their dishes in their tub. <laughs> no, no one likes ordering that. food every night. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> no one, no one's happy at the end. Most people are, but yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. I think it's a good opportunity and probably for anyone that, you know, had, didn't know about this, like worth checking into. And obviously yeah. you can pick up a copy of the book and get kind of the fast track on the knowledge there, but I kind of want to, well, one, where, like, where's the best place to get it? If somebody wants to just go grab the book. Yeah, so it's going to be on where all all books are sold. So it is on Amazon Kindle. It's a quick read. It's 95 pages. Um, it's going to be on our website at finehomecontracting.com. Check us out on social media. There'll be links for that too. I'll be really honest. We don't have all the links yet. It's just <laughs> I just got my copy like yesterday. I'm like, oh, oh sweet. that's awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, that's um, super cool. No, we'll put we'll put all the links in the show notes once those go live and yeah, I, I mean, I still just, I remembered that initial conversation with you. I'm going, holy cow, this is like, this is actually a really big opportunity, I think, for a lot of people because it's it's not utilized that often, at least from my perspective or what I can see. And and yeah. if you make those, you know, inroads and relationships, you can get get into a lot of work. We do lunch and learns. We're kind of putting together some webinars for realtors because it's helpful. And and honestly, there is so much work out there. We really even try to try it help other contractors for them to know because it's the bank will pay the right amount. I think poor, the poor contractors, they get in, they need the work. They say yes to those customers that beat them up for the price. Yeah. And then what happens is, is like they get halfway through, these guys don't even know they're losing money. And a lot of times it's a significant other that's actually funding, funding the household and they're kind of out there losing money. So you know, we try to say, Hey, listen, this is good. It's a good, there's a HUD consultant involved in this that reviews it. The bank reviews it and makes sure the pricing is right. That's so awesome. I, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing for everybody. So before we get into some of the other ways that you're maybe going to market it and, and that sort of thing, how long did it take to write? Like what was the writing process? Like I just released my book in January. So I know like what a bear of a project it is, but I'm curious, like what, what that experience was like for you. <laughs> So I think we were six or seven months. It's it's really been a, it's been really easy because 
it's very, it, I feel, I kind of feel like I, I'm cheating sometimes because it's less like, it's just what's in my head. I already know, like, it's just the process step it's by step. It's not science fiction, right? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not having to like, you know, connect different characters and, you know, have a huge like, you know, storyboard of what's going on in it. So it's it's more of like very practical knowledge. So it was, you know, I, I mapped it out from start to finish how this goes about. And it was, you know, we have a lot of data in the company. We have a lot of handouts that I could really almost pull from. And then obviously we hired a company that, you know, helped put it all together and, you know, organized it and made sure that I wasn't, you know, I was spelling properly (laughs) and, you know, the sentences made sense and, you know, all of that stuff. And really cool. Like it's not, I mean, you know, you've done it, you're doing, you've done it too, but like now with technology and stuff, it's not like a huge, it's easier than I think people realize. And I never, you know, I would say a lot of people have things to offer. And if, if they think they should, they should write something, get it out there. You know, everybody needs, everybody, it, you could just be telling it something a little bit differently than somebody else. And it clicks with somebody, you know? So I think people, you know, don't give themselves enough credit. I agree. Yeah. I mean, we all have that like expertise of our domain. And like you said, people are going to remodel maybe once, twice at most in their lives, you know, and you do how many projects a month? Like you just know that stuff better than your customers. So yeah, that's awesome. Let's talk about, I guess, different ways that you feel like this is going to elevate you. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is like, no other contractor is going to have a book, you know, so somebody's comparing to, but yeah, I guess what are some of the marketing benefits that you think you'll get out of this? Well, of course, there's the whole ego thing. It's great to say I'm an author. <laughs> yeah, published yeah. author. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's it's great. You can't take yourself too seriously. Marketing, I think any business needs to be a marketing company first. You know, or and bring or bring bring people on along with bringing people on, but their focus needs to be marketing, especially in contracting. I think it's the last thing people realize. You know, a contractor can really start out and get word of mouth to keep themselves busy. That one guy in a truck, but the minute the minute they start bringing on people, is the minute they're going to realize they don't have enough time. I mean, I was there. I was networking every day and every night for, you know, the Chamber of Commerce and BNI and all that stuff. You cannot have, you don't, you don't have enough time in the day to build enough, a big enough reach. You need to be market, you need to be marketing. So more of a, a tout to you guys, you guys, everybody needs you guys. And they need to be marketing focused because especially now you see a lot of contractors are falling behind because they're still on the flip phone and they're still climbing the ladder. <laughs> and it's like, if you're not on social media and on online, you just don't exist. And yeah, I mean, you know, your, your neighbor and, and your, your, your aunt are still going to call you, but <laughs> it's, you know, eventually that, that dries up. So yeah, um, you've got limited reach for sure. <laughs> Exactly. So it, it's, I think, you know, with the book, it does bring credibility. I think it's a little bit, people, it's a little bit better than offering maybe a free handout. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think it, it shows, it shows dedication. I think it shows that, you know, I'm serious or anybody that writes a book that they're serious and, and they're passionate about, you know, what they wrote about. I mean, it, it does take time, like you said. Yeah. I think it really, there's, there's something to be said for just that, like, 
people seeing you as the expert, you know, yeah. they, especially in this industry where you're kind of looking at an industry that's all over the board, like you said earlier, with quality and standards and expectations. And so if you come in, you meet with somebody, you drop off a book, you know, you've wrote the book literally on how to do this. And then they meet with one or two other companies. They're kind of like, yeah, we're going to go with the, you know, right. the company that you just look more official. And so, yeah, yeah I, I love it. And yeah, I think there's lots of creative ways to do it. You can drop it off, you know, connect with realtors, connect with architects, connect with lender. Like you literally can just, you know, get this thing out there. And, and like you said, it's not like you're trying to sell a million copies. You're trying right. to use yeah. it for marketing and, yeah. you know. And the main thing would be to create that funnel, right? Like you, you, you want to it. offer it to get that email address and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we should, uh, we should chat for a few minutes about like, uh, your launch strategy after, uh, after we wrap, cause yeah, for sure. uh, we'll, we'll get you on some bestseller lists. So <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, cool. Well, uh, David, anything else that you feel like you want to share before we head into the last segment of our, our show here? No, I, I'm, I'm very honored to be on. I, it, it's, I would say to anybody that is second guessing themselves, you know, like you got to believe in it because it's, it's, if you work at it, you get there. It's, it's, it's pretty, life can be really amazing if you choose it to be. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, David, you know, the drill, we have a, a last segment of our show, we call it the fast five. So I'll hit you with five rapid fire questions. Say whatever comes to mind. First question is your favorite business book and why, and you cannot pick your own book. <laughs> <laughs> the best, I mean, you know, it, it, I, I know this question is coming in it, and it's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm. it just started it there. Like, and I've read tons of other books from that, but it just, I don't know, it was so just broken down to like that elementary level. I've read some really good business books since then, but that I think just started, started the interest. So, yeah, you know, it's funny you say that. Cause I like, right when I got out of college, I was working part-time starting a side hustle and every night or not every night, but uh, you know, typically once a week I'd head down to the Barnes and Noble and I would just go through like the business and, you know, real estate and all that. And I feel like Rich Dad, Poor Dad was just like one of the first like three that I ended yeah. up buying and picking up. And then it just sets you down this path of like, oh, leadership, investing, like yeah. marketing, sale, like all the stuff. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question is, who is the most inspirational person in your life? I'll say my brother-in-law who actually, and, and he lives up in Canada, so I don't spend a lot of time with him. He was a very pivotal part of me being able to see success. The only person that I know that was somewhat relatively successful. He, he said that he basically showed me just in actions, what, what he was, you know, what it was possible. And my father, my father was, was a very hard worker. I want to give him some credit on this too. He, he really showed me how to work. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. All right. If you could have one superpower, what would that be? Ooh, superpower. You know, everybody thinks flying and, and seeing through things. I don't know. I think I, I, this sounds crazy. I, and this just comes to mind. I think to be able to bring some peace to the world, if that, that could be a superpower. I think, I think people are, uh, you know, it's, it's tough out there. 
We could use some of that right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good choice. Sounds a little cliche. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna definitely regret yeah, that. And I can't world divide peace. It. Yeah. 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 I gotta. Don't I gotta, worry. We'll clip this and we'll yeah. get it on social. <laughs> you know, we'll put some. We'll put something else in there. Yeah. David's superpower. He wants world peace. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Describe yourself in three words. I'm dedicated, driven, and I'm a hard worker. And I think you know. Th- yeah. I got three. Those are good. All right. Final question is if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? Be kind and not to other people, be kind to yourself. I think that's the worst, you know, when you're able to actually, you know, like yourself and be kind to yourself, you can be kind to other people. And it all starts with you. If you want to go anywhere in the, in this, in this world and in this life, it starts with you. You want to build a big business, make millions of dollars. You got to figure, you got to figure stuff out. You got to figure you out first. So in that business book, grab that self-help book on the, on the other aisle and, and read about figuring out how, how to, how to manage yourself in the motions and be kind to yourself. Yeah. Great advice. And uh, David, congrats on the book and thanks for joining me today. This was awesome. Spencer, it was awesome. It was a pleasure. I appreciate it. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with David and I. As always, I like to pull out some takeaways. Takeaway number one, I would highly recommend you go check out the book or at least check out the website and kind of what he's doing with the book for marketing at this point. I think it's it's a great opportunity to separate yourself from the competition. Super cool to see that people are starting to do this. And, you know, David said he he knocked this project out in, you know, six or seven months. And so if this is something you want to complete this year, you could get that done. And this could be an awesome marketing tool. So I would say explore his book and how he's using it for marketing. But then as kind of a part B to that, I would highly consider writing a book and using that as a differentiator for your business. And then takeaway number two, look into this FHA loan. I think that that could be a really interesting play for you as a way to network and get your foot in the door and get some more connections. And then also just make it easier to go through some of these projects. It's easier for people to tap into you know, a loan like that to, to move these projects forward. So it could create some opportunity where maybe that person wasn't even thinking about it. And now it's like, oh, that's kind of a no-brainer and we wanted to do that. And now you're the, the number one contractor remodeler on the list because you've been the one educating, presenting, talking about it and educating, especially the realtors that are going to be the ones that are, you know, working throughout that process to work with the the new homeowner. So those are my two takeaways from today's conversation. And as always, guys, we'll see you back here on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.